Thank you for joining us today. At ResLife, our mission is to develop committed followers of Jesus Christ to reach the world. Our content is created to equip and empower you in God's purpose. We hope you enjoy this message. Well, good evening, church. Woo-hoo! I know this, the Super Bowl don't have nothing on the presence of the Lord. We've got some real fans in here, some Jesus fans, fanatics, short for fanatics. <laughs> uh, huh. Well, for those of you who don't know who I am, I, my name is Mike Benson, and um, I head up the Conquerors International Strength Team. The boys are currently in the Philippines, and they've already this month uh, got over 3,000 people added to the kingdom. And uh, it's been, it's, uh, it's going to be a great year. Amen? Amen? All right, so during worship, just before worship, the Lord gave me a word for, for you guys and for all of us, and I love how he confirms it through the worship. Was that not some phenomenal worship? Man, oh, this is what he says. He says, I am ready to move in you and through you. I've always been willing because my love is unending. You are weary and many are ready to give up on hope of a breakthrough. But do not be weary. Do not let go of your hope. I'm about to do for you what you have been longing for because I desire your wholeness more than you do. I have been chasing you and desire intimacy with you, so be of good cheer, for I am faithful, and I will do what I said I will do. Woo! Mm. It's so good that we can count on him. Amen? All right. I'm going to go through some scripture, and then we're going to let the Holy Spirit do what he does best. Does that sound cool? All right. All right, the title of this message is called Third, 2 Corinthians 12, 2. Someone I'm acquainted with who is in union with Christ was swept away 14 years ago in an ecstatic experience. He was taken into the third heaven, but I'm not sure if he was in his body or out of his body, only God knows. So Paul was saying he had this ecstatic experience where he was taken up into the third heaven. So if there's a third heaven, there's a first and a second heaven. Now, some Bible scholars have said that there's several levels of heaven. And all that. I'm not here to do that today. I know that Paul was talking about the third heaven, so that means there's three at least. And in Genesis 1.1, it said, In the beginning, God created the heavens, plural, and the earth. Acts 7.56, when Stephen was being stoned, it says, look, Stephen said, I can see the heavens opening and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God to welcome me home. Information can affect our thinking, but tr- revelation will change our hearts. All right, there's a gap between our knowledge and what we believe. Just to give you an example, how many of you would agree with me that eating good food is good for you? Everybody's going amen. How many of y'all practice that? (laughs) There's a gap between what we know and what we believe. That's because our beliefs dictate our behavior. So my prayer for tonight is that we not just get information, but we get revelation. Because revelation will change your heart and it will change your life. 
1 Corinthians 2.13. And we articulate these realities with words imparted to us by the Spirit and not with words taught by human wisdom. We join together Spirit-revealed truths with Spirit-revealed words. We need a revelation of the third heaven reality so that we can advance the kingdom on the earth. The kingdom of heaven is advancing because the third heaven is where our victory is. That's where our resources are. That's where our rest is. That's where our peace is. Jesus walked in the third heaven reality. Matthew 6.10. We all know the prayer, right? Our Father who art in heaven, this is in the Passion Translation. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is what the Passion Translation says. Manifest your kingdom realm and cause your every purpose to be fulfilled on earth just as it is fulfilled in heaven. Now, you know, we travel all over the world. Last year, 2019, was our greatest year of ministry by far. Because up until that time, we've had maybe about 28 to 30,000 decisions for a total year. Last year, we got over 100,000 decisions for Jesus Christ. Woo! Yeah, we're just getting warmed up. (laughs) And the last two trips were back-to-back, and one was to Nepal. This is our first time going to Nepal. And this is a Hindu nation. We've been in many Buddhist countries. We've been in Islamic countries. We've... We've, we've encountered witch doctors and everything, but this was, this was something new for us. And we were having these crusades, and we would have thousands of people, and when we gave the altar call, I mean, they were getting born again, and then the Spirit of God showed up, and it was on. And I have dealt with the demonic several times. I've had witch doctors chase after me in Peru. I've had shamans come after me in the Philippines. We've had all kinds of stuff. I could tell you stories for days. And there was these young ladies. They were teenagers, probably 13 to 16 years old. And we'd be praying for people, people getting healed. And we'd start praying for them. And they would either do one of two things. They'd either start freaking out, like big time, like throwing grown men around like they were rag dolls. So it was definitely a demonic manifestation. And then we'd have them eat, and then they'd go like this and fall stiff on the ground and wouldn't be able to move, couldn't wake them or anything like that. Those two reactions. And at first, you know, we'd be praying, we'd be casting, we'd be speaking, and nothing was happening. So I went inward and was asking Holy Spirit, okay, what's going on here? And he showed me a vision. You see, the third heaven sees and knows everything. And the kingdom of heaven is within each believer. Whether you know it or not, that's the reality. And you need to get that from here into here and start believing it because that kingdom of heaven is within you. He who is joined with Jesus Christ is one spirit with him. And so I went inward because I was stuck. I hadn't encountered this before and I had a vision of these young ladies who had been ritually abused by the priests, by the Hindu priests. And that was their initial reaction to the abuse. And then, so 
We came against the curses that were placed on them. We, we went specifically, started naming priests, and they got instantly delivered. Woo! Yeah. When you're facing a, a Goliath, remember your David is inside of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we need a third heaven revelation and we need to know it, not just know it here, but we need to believe it because it's revealed in us and through us. Because here's the deal. There's no sickness in the third heaven. There's no lack in the third heaven. There's no fear. There's no violence because there's no devil there. Hmm. Matthew 28, 18. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Jesus demonstrated a life lived from the third heaven here on earth. I mean, he did some supernatural things. They took him one time to cast him off of a mountain and stone him to death. And, and the scripture says he just walked right through him. Now, I don't know if it was Star Trek type stuff. <laughs> lasers, you know, shooting out or, you know, the Bible doesn't describe how he did that. I don't know if it was like in the garden when he said, I am he and everyone fell down. I, I, I don't know. But all I know is they were, they were hell bent on killing him and he just walked right through the midst of them because he had authority. He knew who he was and whose he was. And every believer, Jesus is the prototype for our lives. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we possess third heaven authority. Matthew 16, 19, Passion Translation, I will give you the keys of heaven's kingdom realm to forbid on earth that which is forbidden in heaven and to release on earth that which is released in heaven. See, we are to be conduits of heaven. We are supposed to take the reality of heaven and release it on the earth. And everything Satan has done, all of his strongholds that he's built up in lives and communities and territories, we are supposed to go in there and destroy them. Destroy them and release heaven in its place. Mm. Yeah. Notice, he didn't say pray. He said forbid. Exercise your authority. Prayer is meant, it's, it's a dialogue between you and your father. That's what prayer is. Jesus maintained an intimate prayer life with his father. But he exercised heaven authority in everything that he did. When he healed the sick, when he raised the dead, he exercised his authority. It's crazy sometimes when we find ourselves asking God for things he's already given us. When you have a problem or a situation, whether it be physical, whether it be mental, whether it be uh, persecution, and we're asking him to do things where he's given us the authority to do ourselves. Hmm. 
You know, uh, then right after Nepal, we went to Cambodia. And we were waiting. It was uh, a Sunday, and this place was packed out. They've never been this full before. And just before we went out there, we had a situation that was, I mean, it was a straight-up attack. And it was attempting to get our focus off of what we were about to do. And whenever I'm in a situation like that, I've learned through time, space, and repetition to go internal, not look at what's going on outside. So we went out there, and we released the presence of God in that place. I said, okay, devil, all right, you want to play that way? I went right out there, and I said, okay, before we even get started, I release heaven in this place right now. And the Spirit of God came on that place so strong. People were weeping, and, and it, it was, and then we find out later that the number one YouTuber in all of Cambodia, who was a homosexual individual, was seen at the altar bawling and repenting before the Lord. That's what I'm talking about. Releasing heaven on earth. Mm. Isaiah 14, 13 through 14, New King James Version. For you have said in your heart, he's talking about Satan, our adversary. I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the farthest side of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Whenever there's an I involved, it's usually not good. Satan's pride brought him low. And he hates us because the very position that he lusted for, Christ gave to us. That's what got him kicked out of heaven is because he was lusting after a position that was not his. God gave it to us. We are above the enemy. Mm. <laughs> Here's a kingdom principle. Pride will bring you low. Humility will bring you high. <laughs> Satan is called the small g, God of this earth. Okay, this earth and the heavens, the skies is the first heaven. The second heaven is the realm, the, the lair in the, in the spiritual realm where Satan rules. He's the prince of the power of the air. Okay, and he has rule over this earth except for where we usurp his rule, and establish the rule of the kingdom. The only reason the enemy has any authority in this earth is because we let him. Mm -hmm. The only reason the enemy can attack you is because you let him. Okay. <laughs> we got to quit being defensive believers. 
When you get attacked, go on the defense, start praying. We need to be offensive believers. We need to be after the kingdom of darkness and destroying it every single chance we get. The best defense is a phenomenal Holy Ghost offense. We can't be sitting here just sitting there going, oh man, all right, everything's cool now, and then attack comes, and start praying, and then start doing. We need to go on a mission for him. Mm. Mm. (laughs) Ephesians 6.12. Your hand-to-hand combat is not with human beings, but with the highest principalities and authorities operating in rebellion under the heavenly realms. For they are powerful, a powerful class of demon gods and evil spirits that hold this dark world in bondage. That is what is causing all of the chaos, the murder, the debauchery, all the wicked things we hear about on the news all the time. He's the author of all that stuff. It's not people. People are not our enemy. They're in bondage, they need freedom, and they need you to exercise heavenly authority to bring them into freedom. Satan is always trying to get our focus on the first heaven because then we won't exercise, because he's trying to keep you from knowing who you are. That was his first attack on Jesus. If you're the son of God, prove it. Well, Jesus didn't have to prove anything because he already knew who he was. The enemy's after your identity. He's after my identity. Because with our identity comes a certain position, rights, and power that we have access to. And he doesn't want us to find it. So he keeps his focus on the circumstances happening around us and to us instead of focus on who's in us. Ephesians 2.6, he raised us up with Christ, the exalted one, and we ascended with him into the glorious perfection and authority of the heavenly realm. For we are now co-seated as one with Christ. Now our minds, our gray matters, have an issue with wrapping around this concept. But in the realm of the spirit, it is not confined or defined by time or space. The eternal realm is everywhere. There's no time constraints. So the kingdom is within us. The kingdom is everywhere. There is no limits except for the ones we place upon ourselves. The enemy wants to get you to limit yourself and try to limit the eternal in your life. Because when you get a revelation of who you are, then you'll find out your position of authority. We're seated with Christ in heavenly realms. Far above all power, principality, and every name that can be named. Whatever is causing you problems in your life has a name, and there's a name that's greater than it, and his name is Jesus Christ. He's the name that's greater than every single name. You name it, cancer, depression, anxiety, addictions, whatever. It's got a name, and it has to bow its knee to the name above every name. 
You don't have to pray for God to come and deliver you from something that he's already given you authority over. It's time for us to rise up in our fullness of who we are and exercise our authority. Not just for us. The best way for peace in your life is to get your focus off of you and what's going on. Get a focus on somebody else. Attachment is the sole cause for misery. When we attach ourselves to something. Our, oh, okay, I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> Woo, back up, reverse. <laughs> All right. All right, I'm staying on track. I'm not going off on a rabbit trail. <laughs> In war, he who holds the high ground has the advantage. Now, when you're on a battlefield and there's two armies on the same battlefield, they come against each other. But when you have the high ground, you come upon your enemy. The devil, I don't fight against him. I come upon him because I'm positioned in a higher place than he is. <laughs> I've got more authority than he does, and I've got more power than he'll ever imagine having. I have it because I'm united with Christ, because he's in me and I'm in him, because we're one. And so are you. Second mm, mm. Corinthians 10, three through five. For although we live in the natural realm, we don't wage a military campaign employing human weapons, using manipulation to achieve our aims. Instead, our spiritual weapons are energized with divine power to effectively dismantle defenses behind which people hide. We can demolish every deceptive fantasy that opposes God and break through every arrogant attitude that is raised up in defiance of the true knowledge of God. We capture like prisoners of war every thought and insist that it's bow in obedience to the anointed one. Ooh. Your victory in your circumstances is preceded by a victory in your mind. When you, when you are playing tapes through your mind, because everybody has tapes that they play, thought patterns that repeat themselves over and over, when those thought patterns get lined up with heaven, then you'll start seeing heaven in your circumstances. As a man thinketh, so is he. You can't be thinking negatively 90% of the time and speak scripture 10% of the time or at a worship service and think you're going to see heaven manifested in your life. It doesn't matter how you feel or what. You got to speak and believe what the word says you are. But you got to spend time in the word to know what the word says you are. Oh, man. <laughs> mm. 2 Corinthians 10.5, we are destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God, and we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. A speculation is the forming of a theory or conjecture without firm evidence. All these images that the enemy throws at our mind, these fiery darts that he shoots into our mind, trying to get us to take them, 
and rehearse them and, and, and it creates a vision of our life failing. And there's no evidence of it. He uses fear to hamstring us. False evidence appearing real. Some of you students are going ready to take an exam and you, you get these images of you failing the exam because the enemy is just shooting these darts into your mind. We need to resist them, take authority over them, and you know what you do? You start thinking in the opposite. When the, I've come to a place in my walk with God now where the enemy starts attacking me, I start laughing, literally. Because he doesn't have anything new. He keeps doing the same thing. The difference is I'm not buying it anymore. I refuse to buy it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I'm going to think the way Jesus thinks. I'm going to have a perspective from his perspective, not mine or any well-meaning person telling me what I should do and what I shouldn't do. (laughs) Fear, Satan uses fear to keep us bound to this first heaven. Fear is a key or a doorway to the second heaven where Satan can have his will done through our lives on the earth. Faith is the key to access the third heaven and have the Lord's will done in our lives and on the earth. So anytime fear is controlling your mind, and and I'll tell you what, I'll I'll just give you a... (laughs) The number one fear that people in this nation deal with is finances. Guaranteed, hands down. More fear and speculation over finances than anything else because money is God's number one competitor. The scripture says you cannot serve both God and mammon. He did not put anything in that category except for money. Money is a tool. That's all it is. It's an expression of your time, your talents, and your treasure. It is not our God. I don't know about y'all, but my God is loaded. (laughs) He is loaded. He can pay your bills. He can do all that stuff if you trust him. I could tell you story after story of financial miracle breakthroughs. Mm. <laughs> he hates us because we are the only other creative beings in the universe besides the Trinity. No, no angels can't create anything. Demons can't create anything. The universe is expanding because God and his kingdom is expanding. The enemy stays the same because he has no capacity to go anywhere. We are creative beings. We are supposed to expand and grow. Mm. Faith is the key to opening doors to the third heaven. Faith is the key. Now, when I was, I was praying over this message, I got a download on Friday. And uh, so, of course, I'm praying and I'm asking 
asking the Holy Spirit, what, what, what do you want to do here? So these are the things he wants to do here tonight. <laughs> it's going to be fun. <laughs> Anxiety and phobias. Who has them? I know that there's several in here. Anxiety. Just stand up right where you're at. Stand up. You're struggling with anxiety or phobias. Come on. Don't let pride hold you down. Come on, there's several more of you. There you go. Son to be ashamed of. I keep getting the number six. There's at least six of you who should be standing right now. Anxiety. Phobias. That's right. Come on. That's right. Come on. It's not nothing to be ashamed of. Give a little bit more time, a little bit more time. I'm going to tell you, if you're standing right now, your freedom is coming tonight. It's coming right now, tonight. Done. Done. Bye. Thank you for watching and being a part of our online family. Subscribe to our channel for access to all of our videos and live services. You can also be notified when a new service becomes available if you ring the notification bell. We cannot do this without you. You can support this ministry and help us reach more people with the word by giving at reslife.org give. Thanks again for watching. Be blessed.